transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Right. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls, we all lean once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction, we make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legends roaming Hate me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good, so are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said, let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. What up, what up, what up? We're here live on this fine August 2nd. To talk that talk Tuesday. We're here on Tuesday right here. Show is brought to you by Canada Dips. Again, once again, I'm rocking the merch. I got the code behind me, Coach JB in all capital letters. You get you 20% off at CanadaDipsCBD.com. Tell them I sent you. By the way, there's a reward they're giving out for the top seller of this as a sponsor. And I, I want to win the motherfucker. So why don't you guys all go out and support me, Coach JB, all caps, promo code, CanadaDipsCBD.com. Get you 20% off. They got all this great yum yum. All these CanadaDips uh, pouches. Keeps your mouth free from all the gunk and the shit that tobacco does. And it also calms you down. All you coaches out there, make sure you check it out. Uh, make sure you pound the like button today. Subscribe. Become a member. Appreciate everybody helping the show grow. That's what she said. And, uh, hey, this show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Make sure you head on over to BetOnline. Get you 50% off welcome bonus using the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Tell them I sent you. A lot on the plate today. A lot to discuss. We're on that Talk That Talk Tuesday. Talk That Talk. I'll talk back. Lot to discuss. I'm going to talk to you about my five NFL coaches to watch this year as I smoke my slapdick stogie. They'll be out soon. Make sure you head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some merch, a signed book, or a signed poster. You can call it. Go ahead and go on over. Women, got some boy shorts for you too. Head on over there. And uh, a lot of new things today. Um... Quote of the day, get you guys started on the right path on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. Um, Quote of the day is always an interesting one. Today, though, words are like keys. If you choose them right, you can open any door and shut any mouth. Let me reiterate that shit because I like this quote. Words are like keys. If you choose them right, they can open any door and shut any mouth. I think... You guys should put that on a t-shirt. I'll put slapdick on the front. And I'll I'll market that shit. Because a lot of you motherfuckers don't get that. Gift to gab. Something I've always had. 
You got to be able to have a gift to gap. Make sure you, uh, <clears throat> Lucy, what up? You got to have a gift to gab, dog. You got to be able to hustle. Got to be able to do all that shit. Can of dips plus light beers hit, huh? Hmm. Um, contrary to belief, got to get to it today. Fortune cookies are not Chinese. I'm going to give you some shit today that you guys may not know. Fortune cookies are not Chinese. I don't know if you knew this. But that is an American fucking deal that we created. We got from the Japanese years ago, and we put them in our Chinese restaurants here in America. You will not find a fortune cookie uh, cookie in China. So I don't know if you knew that or not. So thank the Japanese bringing over the fortune cookies to the U.S. and the United States put them in all the Chinese restaurants. It is not a Chinese thing. So if you didn't know that, contrary to belief, I teach you some shit every single day right here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later show. They are a Japanese item sent to America. So interesting, interesting. Um, Also contrary to belief, which is brought to you by Canada Dips, the Buddha was not a fat fuck. Did you not know this? He was, in fact, a very skinny person who ate almost nothing to achieve enlightenment. He didn't want to fucking eat at all. He sat underneath some type of tree. You should go read the Book of Buddha. It's very fascinating and interesting. He is not a fat person. The Buddha is not a fat fuck that we all thought he was, contrary to belief. And I I don't know if you know this. You can thank the Minnesota Vikings for the contrary to belief, but Vikings did not have horns on their helmet. Did you not know this? Or did you know this? Contrary to belief, Vikings did not have antlers or horns or whatever the fuck you want to call them coming out of their helmets. It was actually an opera that somebody by the name of Richard Wagner wrote, and the Viking helmets, they put horns on them. And that was so long ago, it stuck with all our fucking folklore here in America. So, teaching some game to you guys. You don't know about this game. <sighs> Had to smoke me a stick today. I was smoking it outside and uh, getting ready for the show. And so I decided to bring it on in. You know, it don't bother the dogs because the dogs are on the ground. Smoke rises. If you didn't know that, another. Contrary to belief, fucking if you didn't know that, you're just basically fucking dumb. So anyway, lots to discuss here today. Um, Slapdick of the day is the CBS Sports. CBS Sports. Zach broke it yesterday, basically saying that they came out with their top 25 list. It was abs- their top 25 list is actually garbage. It's again some slapdicks that don't know shit about sports or football, and they just throw together this list based on the roster from last year and the coach's history. That's what the CBS Sports line does. So I want to make sure you saw that and realized that. So, contrary to your belief, again, CBS Sports is now the slapdick of the day. You is slapdick pretty much. Why you much. call me slapdick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> um, poll question. Poll question. If you didn't, let's get the poll question out the way. 
Poll question. Do you save or spend? I got that's an interesting question, man. I could actually make this a fucking topic of today's discussion. Save or spend? What do you guys do? I don't know. Lucy, you a saver or a spender? I am in the in the belief that you live once. Life is fucking short. I am not a saver by any stretch. I am actually very bad with money. Literally, there you go, Lucy. Shit. Thinking along the same lines I got. TJ has to save. He's a Uso. TJ grew up in a Polynesian culture. He has to save or he'll get his ass fucked up by his dad and his mama. So don't believe everything you hear from TJ because his culture is a little bit more stringent than ours. And that motherfucker will get caned if he spends a quarter at the market. Don't let it fucking... Don't get it twisted, Ooze. Josh, tell tell him. TJ, get his ass whooped if that motherfucker goes out and just spends pl- splurges on some money. Shit. I just talked to Braden Fajoko. That motherfucker's the same way. He won't spend either because he was taught that way. I'll spend like a motherfucker, man. I don't save shit. I do not save shit. Uh, Zach... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, dog. You, you, you better go uh, Google it. Las Vegas bartender in the house. Shout out to my main man today, stopping by. Uh, if you guys don't know who the Las Vegas bartender is, make sure you follow him on TikTok. I already, he's got already like two million followers. This motherfucker right here is the most famous cat in the room. Make sure you head on, follow him on IG, Las Vegas uh, Bartender. I think it's Las Vegas dot bartender. Go check him out. He makes the most fire ass drinks out there on the web. Uh, he's going to join the show one day. Um, I wish he could call in right now. Um, he's going to call in and we're going to talk and chop it up one day. He makes the fire drinks. He uses slapstick whiskey. I appreciate him. Um, he uh he's in Vegas. He's one of the best mixologists in the world. So uh he's gonna come on the show. So I appreciate uh him. But make sure you guys give him a follow on IG and on TikTok. He is huge. He does some fire ass videos. Uh he's a world famous mixologist. Check him out. Make sure you check him out. Um he'll be on the show soon. Great dude right there. Um yeah, man, it's a Talk That Talk Tuesday, man. Talk and I'll talk back. Basically, that's what it is. We got a lot to discuss today. Um, save or spend? Hey, I spend. Vegas bartender, you save or spend, dog? Because you depend on tips, I know. And I know a lot of cheap bastards are out there that don't tip your ass um, for all those fire drinks you can be making. Um, yeah, I, I'm a spender, dog. I'm be honest. I'm a spender. I'm a spender. I'm poor too. Man, I still spend. Fuck all that shit. That's an excuse. What do you save for? Let me ask you. What do you save for? Um, I got to be real. I want to know what you save for. Like, I, I don't want to hear the whole, because I, I, I see a lot of lies out here. I say for my kids, coach, I could put them in college. You never even make it that far. You spend the money on some bullshit Jordans before you ever get to your kids in college. Stop fucking lying. Be real. Um, man, I know, I know, my, I know you don't get tipped like a motherfucker, man. I know people are bullshit. I, I, I'm a tipper, man. I, I believe in tipping just for the simple fact that you serve me. 
I don't really care. I don't really care that it's your gig. It's a gig that people know about that just depend on tipping. A lot of cats don't understand that. I don't give a fuck. I tip a fucking valet parking guy. I'll tip a motherfucker that washes my car. I'll tip any waiter I see. Now, I'll also let them know they're shitty if they're shitty. I'm going to let them know that uh, the tip ain't going to be as good, but I'm not going to ever give a cat no tip or a dollar just because I know the struggle. And a lot of people, I just can't believe people will let will allow you to be served by a motherfucker like you're just some big-time enabled fucking motherfucker. Like, stop being so fucking bougie and tip to people working at you. Now, I don't tip nobody at fast food places because they don't make the food and they don't serve you. They're just serving what's made through a drive through window. They don't deserve a tip, in my opinion. See, I got a rationale for everything I say. That's the difference. So... They're not actually coming over to your shit, making sure your shit is right, and, you know, etc. My boy said, people spend $100 on a round but can't tip. Exactly. That's what I don't understand, dog. That's just real shit. How do you spend... Dog, that's nothing, though. I've seen NFL, Major League Baseball players, all that. I've been around these golfers lately. I've been seeing big-time money people. Now, Pat Perez is a huge tipper. Pat Perez loves people. He's a tipper. You know, He doesn't love people. He's like me. We don't really fucking like people, but we like and appreciate the fact that you're serving us, so we tip you. But I've seen some motherfuckers, I won't say no names, millionaires that won't tip shit, and I'm just like, damn, dog. Um, LVB, Marcus Russo, yeah, you know him. Go make sure you're following him on uh, TikTok and uh, Twitter and or on Instagram. So, uh, yes, he's uh, he's uh, his show is legit, ain't it? Uh, he'll be on the show, Marcus. He'll be on this show soon. Uh, he's busy during the day out there in Vegas. And if you guys go to Vegas, make sure you go on over there. Where you at, uh, LVB? You're at the uh, you're at the MGM. Uh, always, I love shooting. I love giving shout outs to my folks. Um, yeah, no doubt. MGM. Yep. If you're at the MGM, go see him, man. He makes the best fire ass drinks there is, man. And he's out there by the pool as well. So it's hot, it's hot out there. He's by the pool. I got to shoot out there again. I go out there and, and, and do a bunch of shit and don't ever hook up with my boy. So I got to go see him. He's at the MGM though. So make sure you go see him. Uh, he'll be on this show soon, man. He'll make the sh- he'll make show uh, he'll make sure uh, you know make some fire ass drinks for my boy. I gotta get him out to the house. I gotta get you out to the house, dog, so I can I can show you how about this uh, this drum smoker I got cracking. This drum smoker ain't no joke. Um, Save or spend? Poll question. Uh, word of the day, man. This is great timing, too, by the way, that LVB stepped into the show. The word of the day today is abundance. The definition of abundance to exist in great quantity. Abundance. People that have of abundance of money and can't tip blow my fucking mind. Yes, sir. You can get the whiskey. Um, the, the uh, people that have abundance of shit and don't give to me is, uh, pretty fucked up. So I think if you have an abundance of something, which means great quantity of, you should give some shit. You're still going to have it. You got an abundance. 
So today there was no ghetto word of the day. We're going to use words of the day so I could try to uplift some of you slap dicks out there. But uh, yes, the whiskey and the vodka, CoachJBStore.com. Unless you're in Tennessee, you can go into a store. Oklahoma, you can go into a store. Um, we'll be in Jersey, New York very soon. Nevada and Arizona is on the plate next before the year ends. Hopefully we're in those states in liquor stores and in hotels. So stay tuned. The slapdick movement is real. Uh, my pet peeve of the day, man. I got a pet peeve of the day. Uh, LVB, I don't know what your pet peeve is. I'm sure it's lack of tipping, uh, lack of tippers, people that don't fucking tip. Today's pet peeve is these fucking prank callers, man. These thirsty fucks who actually now, I don't know if you've heard about there's a scam out there um, that motherfuckers are calling in and it's a pre-recorded message that sounds like it's a real person. And then they'll be, they'll be like, hey, uh, did you have one of your uh, packages sent to my house by accident? I have your packages. I'm going to open it, though. It's like a recorded message. I'm sitting there like, shut the fuck up. Go ahead and open it, bitch. Um yeah, the agave is a fire, uh, fire addition to the slapdick whiskey. Um, gotta say, it it is fire. But uh, Christopher Pugh said he spends money on cars, cigars, and slapdick whiskey. Shout out to that man right there, Christopher Pugh, one of the biggest supporters of slapdick uh, spirits there is. Uh, Got to get to the show, man. We're, we're, we're here. We're on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. You know, Talk That Talk. Talk, talk, and I'll talk back. Um, tomorrow, Wido will join us. Wild and Wido. I got a few guests that are coming in. Um, a lady by the name of Renee. She runs a one of the biggest dog kennels in the world called Gatorhead Bullies. If you guys are in the bully business, you probably follow her on IG. She's got a bunch of followers. She basically has a compound um, one of the greatest ones in the country or the world. She's one of the biggest. Big Bonham is one of her dogs that I have. Bonham is a is a Gatorhead bully. She's going to come on, and we're going to do a live show talking about not only the bully breed, but she's going to give us a tour of her facility, and you can see all the hundreds of dogs she has. Plus, she has Frenchies as well, Gatorhead Frenchies. She's going to be coming on the show uh, this week, and you'll get to see how she operates on a day-to-day basis. So it's pretty interesting to see. I thought that would be some interesting shit. So that's why I decided to call her and ask her if she'd come on the show. So stay tuned for that one. Marcellus Wiley, as soon as he gets his contract signed, he'll be on the show. We've already discussed that this week again. So Marcellus has never, he's always been a dude. My boy, he's in the corner. He's in my corner. So Marcellus will be on. Um, got some other folks in the in line to come on to. Uh a lot of people are busy right now in the summer months, unless you're a Pat McAfee and you can get anybody on the show. But, you know, for me, a little guy like me, you know, I just try to get real cats on the show. I don't really care for uh, celebrities, so to speak. I like real banter, real talk banter. Zach Smith's going to be a, a regular on the show, and we're going to get Brandon Lang back on the show as a regular um, once we work that out. So... Appreciate all that. Yes, I will have... Uh, I'm not going to get any more dogs, but I am going to breed Bonham and Bailey. So um, I have to because that's a that's a Merle, tri-Merle combination that I got to mix. And uh, I, that's the reason I got those two. And then we had all those tribulations and trials that happened with Stogie and all the shit that went down. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I want to start the show off, man, by showing you that these young punk kids who continue to 
fuck with people. Um, I wanted to share this uh, video with you. And basically, it shows uh, it shows an older guy um, right here in California. A young punk motherfucker tried to tried to uh, tried to rob a, a liquor store, and this uh, older gentleman shot this motherfucker's arm off. So I don't know if you saw that, but I want to share this with you. And let you see this. Peep this out real quick. Saw it on the surveillance. He saw them coming out of the vehicle with weapons. Strategically tucked behind the counter, Cope whipped out his hidden shotgun and blasted the suspect in the arm. As the man took off, another camera captured this. The suspects, after nearly leaving one of their own behind, sped off in a black BMW X3. Meanwhile, Cope kept his eye on his cameras to make sure they left. I'm proud to call him my boss. He makes us feel better about being here, you know. Marnie tells us Cope suffered a heart attack as the result of the traumatic series of events, but will make a full recovery. As for the suspects, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department says all four of them showed up at a hospital. Three of them were arrested while the guy who was shot is still recovering. It saved his life. I think it did. Marnie is referring to her boss and the newly installed high-def security cameras, something the owner put in place because a recent uptick be, in convenience store. You got, I don't know what happened, why I was showing you four screens. I apologize. I don't know if you saw it or not. But you got to be a dumb motherfucker. First of all, you're in a brand new BMW with factory plates on the bitch. You go to the hospital after all of you got fucked up. You all go to the hospital and get arrested. Um, yeah, I feel bad for the guy that got shot. Shut the fuck up, Cardi G. Shut the fuck up. I wish he would have shot him in the fucking face. That's what I would have fucking wanted to see. See, that's the thing you don't get. We need to make fucking examples of these fucks. Fuck all this old bullshit. See, Cardi G, I bet you feel bad for the motherfucker who got shot in the arm, don't you? You feel bad for him, huh? Oh, he shouldn't have got shot. <laughs> shut the fuck up. He should have got shot in the fucking nuts. I would have shot this motherfucker's dick off. That's the thing. You lucky these old timers, man. These motherfuckers don't play because they're grown up. They, 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 they were raised in the real era where you respected motherfuckers' people's property. But... Is what it is. I would have blew his motherfucking head off, man. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot to discuss. Steven Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, basically lost a first-round pick. Basically, he was tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Hey, I ain't mad at him. That's what the business is, man. Let's Let's make sure we're clear. I'm not mad at him for trying to tamper and get better. Okay? He was trying to get better. That's what he does. That's what they do. The NFL's been doing it for years. If you don't think Belichick and Kraft's been doing the same shit, they just haven't got caught. So please go look into it. The NFL's been doing this, just like college football. Stop fucking hating on this dude, Ross. Now, is he a, is he a, diff, is he a weirdo fuck like the rest of them? Maybe. But a first and a third round pick, a $500,000 fine, and he suspended, what, four weeks, six weeks? 
Who gives a fuck? You think he really cares? I don't think he gives a fuck. So, um, Major League Baseball trade deadline is today. Juan Soto, basically the highest paid motherfucker, is gone to the San Diego Padres. I don't think the Padres are are an instant contender. I think the the Dodgers are going to still win the division. They're, I think, 13 games up right now. I don't think they're going to get caught. But it will make for an interesting Major League playoffs uh, in the Western Conference. as far as uh, or in the Western Conference, I'm talking basketball in uh, in the uh, Major League Baseball West, where the Dodgers reign supreme. I think the Dodgers have the best record in baseball right now, um, but I still think the Dodgers are a better team. Uh, they also just got a trade from the the Yankees. The Dodgers just made a trade with the Yankees. Today's the, de- the deadline, so there's a lot of movement going on. I don't watch baseball like that. I don't really give a fuck about baseball, but. Uh, <sighs> Juan Soto to the uh, Padres, man. I think the Dodgers still beat that ass, Uso. Uh, Josh, sorry about that, Josh. Um, And then Hosmer, who wanted to stay in San Diego, I think was a hang-up on the trade, did not want to go to the Nationals. He had a no-trade clause. He's headed to Boston. But Boston ain't much better, right? They're in last place, too. So, I think he got fucked. Um... If you didn't hear the news, and I've known this for a while, hanging out with Pat uh, Matt Perez, um, Tiger Woods basically turned down $800 million to go to the live. $800 million. That's quite a bit of fucking money. That has to tell you something. Tiger turned that down has to tell you something. First of all, he ain't turning down $800 million for shits and giggles just because he's better than the live and all that old shit. First of all, he's walking wounded. Tiger Woods is fucking done. Okay, let's be clear. So why would he turn down $800 million? I, I got to know. Why would he turn down $800 million? Because he makes $800 million from other shit. That's why. And he already don't play that many games or rounds or tournaments. He only plays majors anyways. So he don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He's making that money up somewhere. Best believe. He just became... They said he cleared over $2 billion. People saying $1 billion, and people said no. I, I believe he's worth probably $2 billion, especially liquid-wise. He's fucking up there. So he don't need it. And he's probably like, ah, I'm going to save face because all his big sponsors were probably saying, listen, if you go to the live, you're going to lose billion dollars or more in sponsorship losses like he did when he got hit with the golf club by his girl and when he was running a prostitution rink and then when the motherfucker, when the mother... See, remember, growing up where I grew up, I could see through motherfuckers. That motherfucker right there looks like he is broken. That motherfucker's eyes are starting to get yellow. He's so doped up on every fucking thing. He can't drive. He can't drive. Like, why don't you have a driver, homie? You're worth $2 billion. Why don't you have a driver, Tiger? Let's keep it real. Why don't you have a driver? Can you please be real about that? 
cigar getting short. Like I'm fucking lighting a beady up around this motherfucker. Only old school cats in here know what a beady is. All you other motherfuckers probably call it a roach or some crazy shit that you, some new shit. We used to call them beaties. Even though I never smoked weed in my life, I just grew up with it. Um, Josh probably remembers this is a beady. This damn near a beady around this motherfucker. Old school cats, please stand up. Uh, not the Padre fans. Please, Padre fans, don't stand up. Padres, you're still going to get fucked over in the playoffs by my Dodgers. Big blue, go big blue. The Doyers, the Doyers, Doyers, L.A., Chavez Ravine. Um, come on, Eddie. A blunt is a full amount of weed. Come on, Eddie. You don't be listening, homie. I said a beady is when the blunt is low. It's when it's little. Motherfuckers used to have roach clips and shit back in the day. And this ain't no blunt, Eddie. This is a stogie, dog. This is a stick. Eddie said a blunt. No shit. A real blunt. But I'm talking about when it comes down to the little shit. Um, Eddie's probably smoking a blunt right now. I'm motherfucker loaded his shit at work. Fucking Boost Mobile shit. Phone ain't working. The motherfucker got a half-ass mask on. Got to go outside to talk to us and shit. Um, the Hall of Fame game um, is this Thursday. What a joke of a game this is. Trevor Lawrence isn't even playing in it. Um, either is, uh, the running back who hasn't played yet, basically because he got fucking hurt in preseason. Um, I'm going to talk about my top five coaches to look out for this year in the NFL. Doug Peterson is one of them, FYI, with the Jacksonville Jaguars now replacing Urban Meyer, finger booty Urban Meyer. Um, Brittany Griner is back in court. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Brittany Griner's back in court. And I don't know if you've heard about this latest news. But Russia basically said no to our trade and wants another player in the trade. <laughs> Russia said one player is not enough. We need two. So the Russians want another player in the trade. It's going to be interesting how Biden and this administration handles this shit, especially with what's going on right now in Taiwan and China as it intensifies. Uh, apparently there's a conspiracy out there that Taiwan don't want Nancy Pelosi in their country. And now we seem to be blowing, bowing down to China. What the fuck's going on here? I think Russia wants LeBron so they can trade LeBron to China and then China can fuck over us. <laughs> Maybe it's a player to be named later. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on with Nancy Pelosi. China was supposedly saying they're going to fucking have major beef with us. Fuck China, homie. I got to I got to I got to let's be real. Can we fucking talk about us being gangsters again? Can we say fuck China, fuck Russia, fuck whoever else, and including fuck Ukraine who we're spending money, sending money to every day? What happened to the days of fuck China and Russia? 
Like, can we get our fucking swag back? Stop sucking dildos in the barracks, you soft fucks. Can you daddies step back in and become fathers to your children and get our motherfucking frontline workers back to being gangsters and dropping our motherfucking nuts again and being the motherfucking country that we once are so proud of? Can we do that again? Because fuck China and Russia. But see, we got motherfuckers that's trying to do some scare tactic trade shit with Russia. Fuck Russia. I wouldn't trade them shit. And fuck China. China talking all this shit like they're the big bad wolf. Motherfucker, we are the big bad wolf. That's at least my thinking and thought process. But you want to bow down to China now? Because they want to... China dropped a fucking video as Pelosi was in the air accompanied by two fighter jets. Dropped the fucking video basically saying this, this, and this. See, I'm going to break down some shit real quick, Ace. I get what you're saying as far as them economically and all that, but they're not the gangsters when it comes to this fucking war and this rat-a-tat-tat, bro. Let me just tell you. Remember, I got a brother in the Air Force, dog. I'm going to be honest. As soft and as fucked up as we really are out there, and you know me as on this soft tip, I hate the shit. I think we're soft. But I got to be honest, and it made me resonate and think when my brother broke it down to me. He said, dog, let's think about it. It's still the same age group all over the world in all these different countries that we're feuding with. They all have the same fucked up kids sucking dildos in the barracks. It ain't just Americans. It's these other motherfuckers, too. They're all soft. They're all on TikTok, dog. And I didn't really think about it. I was like, damn, you're right. You see all these Russians. You see all these Chinese. You see all these motherfuckers. They're still on TikTok. And we're still the only country that does ops every day. And we are still by far superior air, land, and sea when it comes to fucking with us. And it's all about computers and different shit like that. So let's just be honest. I don't really think China and Russia really wants to fuck with us in an actual war. I still think we reign supreme when it comes to that, okay? Number one. Number two, nobody wants a war because everybody's scared of death and we don't want to see that and famine and fucking economics going up again and fucking recession and all that old shit. We don't want to see that and we don't want to go through it. But at the same time, there's a point in some time that you have to drop your nuts and show who's daddy. And if it comes by showing force then can we get back to being the motherfuckers we once were and show our force? Fuck these motherfuckers. When, since when have we fucking bowed down? So if Taiwan don't want Pelosi over there because they think we're up to no good because we're bowing down to China and we're trying to make sure that me, us and China are okay, then fuck Taiwan too. But I'm just saying, dog. Alexander, I don't know about if we don't have money, dog. Remember, recession starts because of made money. Recession's number one cause is what? Printing of new money. See, I'm not a smart motherfucker, dog, but I do know that I knew no major things that happened that the reasons for it. So the number one cause of recession is because we print new money. Do you realize that? Do you know that? Do you everyone, does everyone understand that finite piece of economics and how 
this world works, when we print new money, recessions begin and get created. We've printed more new money than we have in the last 200 years. This year alone. So please understand that. And I'm not into fucking this whole political thing. And I'm, I'm not great with dollars and I'm not a math major. I am a motherfucking hustler, Zach. But I'm not no math major. But I do know when you print a lot of money, bad shit happens. Because now, guess what? It gets thrown around everywhere. I don't believe we have no money, Alexander Man. I believe we have an abundance of money, which is the word today, right? And see how I like to use that in the show? We have money, dog. You don't just give $100 billion to Ukraine if we don't have no money. We've been in debt by the trillions since Ronald fucking Reagan put Star Wars in the fucking sky. And by the way, Star Wars is in the sky for a reason. That's another reason Russia and China don't want to fuck with us. Go ahead and launch something. Watch us shoot that motherfucker out the fucking off the earth in about six seconds. There's a reason we're in debt. Thanks, Roger. Thanks, fucking Ronald Reagan. Um, dog, Fort Knox ain't even our big holding shit. Why, though? People don't even realize that either. Fort Knox is kind of like a, I think it's like a bullshit deal to, to where everybody knows. Because this, let me ask you something, Wido. If you were as smart as our government seems to be, right? They always are a step ahead of us. And I think it's starting to catch up with them with social media. I think we're starting to catch up with them and... We're, we're allowed to look people up now. Um, so, would you put out your business like that if you were that smart where somebody could possibly invade it? I wouldn't. I don't think we do either. I think Fort Knox is a total front. I think we have something in there, but it ain't shit to where our real shit is. Our real money is not even, nobody knows where it is, and it's fucking untouchable. Um, I was going to just talk about that too, Jeremiah. I knew we gave up. I thought it was $200 billion, but I knew we gave. So we gave up $300 billion to Israel to fight fucking Russia, which they held their own, by the way. Um, it's just it's just a shit show, man. It's shit show. Um, I hear you, Ace. I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but I do know that there's real shit out there that happens and we continue to see real money being used. So I can't go on the fact that the conspiracy that we don't have money exists because I'm just telling you, uh, we, we have the money. We have the money. Uh, now my favorite president is me, motherfucker, not Cardi G. <laughs> see why do I'm a motherfucking rhymer too. I'm a rhymer too. Um, uh, LeBron and Westbrook, why though, apparently are at odds, have a little beef going on. Um, don't even kick it in Vegas at the at the at the summer league games. Apparently there's some beef going on because um Westbrook knows that the Lakers are trying to fucking trade him. And they know LeBron wants Kyrie. Apparently it's leaked. Apparently, Darvin Ham, the new coach, is trying to settle some shit down and fix some things. Um, I think it's a bad situation. What if they can't trade him? What if he's just untradeable? I see the Lakers having another shitty fucking year. AD's like glass paper. Have you ever seen glass paper? Is that even a fucking thing? That's what AD is, glass paper. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. 
The attorney who represents the women who sued Deshaun Watson is very disappointed in the NFL. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck that you're disappointed? See, I'm not a I'm an equal opportunist asshole. Okay. I'm an equal opportunist asshole. Yes, you know how I feel about Deshaun Watson in this whole situation. Of course I am. Uh, I don't give a fuck about Deshaun Watson. I think he's a fucking pedophile. I think he's a predator. Um, But no shit. But let me put it this way. What else do you want? You got paid. You got settled out of court and got paid. All your girls got paid. And you got six games, which is the standard. We already know there's people that's gotten worse for doing less. We get it. I mean, it's not like we, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? That is what it is. The owners run Roger Goodell. And until you understand that, then it's going to continue to be this way. Unfortunately, women get fucked over. People beat women in this business and, and, and continue to play and, and, and continue to be in the league. People smoke weed and do drugs, continue to play. It is what it is, dog. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I got to see it, dog. I don't know if Goodell has the nuts. I don't know if Goodell has the nuts to up to up the ante and suspend him six more games. Because, again, he's controlled by the owners and I believe it's taken this long because of that reason. So I don't think Adele's going to fucking uphold it. You know, the lady's a white lady. A lot of people, if you don't know that, Sue Robinson is a white lady. And I've seen a lot of comments by black media folks who are, who are kind of like, okay, this white lady gave him six games. We got a we, we shout out to her because we know we thought she could have gave him twelve games, and I think we're in an era now that we're on so we walk on eggshells because of the race card, whether you're black and feel fucked over by white folks for all these years, which I get it, whether you're white and are tired of the race card being played because you're still using the same excuses over and over about your ancestors and shit. I get both sides, dog. I do. I get both sides. But at the same time, if we are the greatest country that we expect to be, then I think it doesn't matter if you're white, black, short, fat, skinny, tall, orange, yellow. I don't give a fuck if you're right or left, red or blue. We should be having the faith in the motherfucking judicial system to make the right fucking call. Right? Make the right call. But I don't know. I mean, fuck. This lady is first time ever fucking doing anything in the NFL. And she made a call basically based on the precedent that's been set by the NFL for how many years now? Six games is the fucking norm. That's what she gave. So... I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I don't know what to think. I mean, again, like Zach said yesterday, it is very hard. If there's no criminal charges, it is very, very hard to give a motherfucker um, 
more games than than the norm when you have no criminal fucking uh, concrete criminal evidence to say, hey, because if it was criminal, he wouldn't even be playing, right? So what are we talking about? I mean, that's what it really is. That's what it comes down to. Um, I got some funny shit to show you, though. It's not funny. Actually, it's fucked up. Let me ask you, this should be the poll question. All you ladies, if there's any ladies in the house, Lucy, whoever's in the house, let me ask you guys something. What is too young for a mutual relationship? So how old can the guy be versus how young can the girl be or vice versa? I'm curious. That should be the fucking poll question today. What? Is too old and too young. And let me ask you this, Wido. I was going to ask you this tomorrow, but I'm going to do it today. Let me ask you this. Does it matter if the, the man is older and finds a young girl? Or does it matter, diff- is it different if the girl is older and finds a young man? I got to know what your thoughts are. Please let me know. Um... Because I got something to show you, dog. And I don't know if you know about this or heard about this, but I got to show you something real quick. Okay? Dane Cook, 50 years old, engaged to, keyword in this sentence, longtime love, Kelsey Taylor, who is right now my daughter's age, 23 years old. Make sure you look at that picture. Take a look at that picture. Motherfucker looks like Elon Musk and his weirdo ass, don't it? Jeremiah says 20 years. 50 and 23. But what does long time mean? What does long time mean, Brian Case? It says long time love. So how long has this motherfucker been with her? So let's go back 10 years. He's 40. How old is she, people? If it's long time love, he goes back to 40. How old is she? Let me find, let me, I'm just saying, dog. If he's long time love, that means 10 years, right? She's 13 years old, homie. That's a problem, right? Well, look at this right here. I thought that was hilarious, even though it's not a hilarious situation. R. Kelly's like, fuck. (laughs) R. Kelly's like, fuck, you white motherfucker. You can get away with it, but I'm fucked. I don't know, Lucy. What is too old, Lucy? What is too old? Is he too old? She too young? And, and, and Lucy, is it better for an older woman to have a younger man? Or is it better for an older man to have a younger woman? I think the older men with the younger women have an automatic 
stereotype of being a creepy, weirdo, pedophile, weird fuck, right? So, um, what do you guys think? I don't know. Lucy, Wido, call in, Wido. Call in real quick, Wido. Um, if you got to take, call in. I'm just going to take Wido's call on this one real quick, and then I'll get back to the show. Wido, call in if you got a good take. Let the audio side hear it. I don't know, dog. 50 years old, dating a 23-year-old to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah, but in the 1800s, it was common for a 14-year-old to find her an older man because they were forced to marry. They were picked. Who The people were picked for them. The people were picked for them. So... You know, that's kind of the difference. Um, Chris Reeves said, how young would I date? Man, I'm not a big, I'm not, a, I'm not into the young shit like that. I, I, the young girl can't give me anything. I don't think a young girl has m- much to offer. So I, I dated what it was. I, so I was 43 and I dated a 29-year-old, 30-year-old. That's the longest, that's the youngest I've ever gone right there. That was the youngest I've ever gone. And that even to me, I was like, that's eh, tight. I'd like to have 35 or older as I was 40. Now that I'm 46, I think I need 40 or older. That's just what it is. I think 40 and older for me right now. But I could see me 35 and older. I don't think that's too weird. But... How long can it last? How is the relationship going to last? Because I still think the farther apart you are, you're going to be further away in politics. You're going to be further away in philosophy. You're going to be further away in economics. You're going to be further away in all kind of different shit. So I don't know. I I, I can't do the young thing too young because I think there's too much ideology difference. Um, I don't know. What up, Wido? What up, Coach? What up? So in my opinion, I believe when they're super young, I think it's super important to date and be around the same age, under 18, because you guys are going through the same thing. You're not as advanced as a 20-year-old. So I've seen the girls that are fine girls at a young age go to an old adult guy, and then it ruins the pool of her age guys moving forward because they're not on that level. They don't have a job. They're not, you know, it's just hard. So it's, sometimes it's good. You see them get married. But sometimes it ruins the girl's idea of a guy moving forward, in my opinion. Now, once they're older, this is what I'll say, Coach. I think it's important to experience different things in this life. There's too many things to be stuck on one person, one thing, and, and say you got it. You found your soulmate in your hometown that you grew up in. Maybe, but God damn, we got billions out here. My thing is, Coach, I've dated. I've played around with older women. And it was a great experience for me moving forward because now I've seen what a independent woman really is like. Oh, you don't just start arguments for the fun. You don't just have mental breakdowns just because. It, okay. Same thing for girls that get caught up in fuck boys all the time. Go get you a real one. And it's hard because these day and age, everyone's saying the same shit. I love you. You're cute. How do you know who's being real? How do you know who's sending it to 15 girls at once? Coach JB with the 20 girls in the group chat. But my thing is, it's important to have different uh, ages once, you, once you're at age, in my opinion, because then you'll see the different levels of love. Different but what levels is the of age? Maturity. What's the cutoff, though? 
I think after 18, you got it. You, then age doesn't really matter too much. So um, if you're at 19 and I'm 46, you think that's cool? Like, I don't think it's cool, but the only reason I'm not going to be uh, denying it because I know people that aren't, their personality isn't of their age. They're a younger soul. They might be 40, but you wouldn't even know they were 40, right? Coach that's JB far and few between, same. though. That's very far a few between. It's very far. Yeah, it's very far. So that's let me, let me, let me before you continue, let me, let me put it this way. All right. You a dad yet? No. All right. So. That's the difference. See, a lot of people don't realize until you're a dad of a female, of a girl, yeah. that the whole narrative is going to change. Why, though? When you hit 35, you got a little girl running around, you're not about to fucking allow a 46-year-old to date your 19-year-old kid. Girl. Yeah, no way, no because way. Because why? You. Because you in your mind, growing up how you grew up and how I grew up thinking, okay, this motherfucker just trying to fuck. He's old. This girl's yeah. young. That is what it comes down to. There's no way you're you're the same page when it comes to fucking economics, philosophy, politics, whatever. Yeah. Um, but your shit's going to change. Your, your thought process right now, what you're telling me right now is going to change when you have a daughter. I'm telling you right now. And... You know what? It should change even when you get a son because a lot of cats, uh, like I was raised by Freeway Rick, man. He he had all daughters. And the problem is he was like, you know what? It's a generational curse, dog. He goes, I had daughters because I treated women wrong the whole time. He believes in God and, and the whole thing and, and generational curses. And he thinks that God gave him daughters to teach them how not to be because how he fucked over women, right? He got daughters because how he used to fuck over women. Then... People have sons that fuck over women, too. And I think it's for the reason that, okay, now I got to teach my son how not to be, how not to be like his daddy was and treat these girls with some damn respect and not not fuck them over. And it goes both ways, dog. It's a deep conversation, but I don't know. Yeah, to be clear, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm not a fan of the big gaps. I'm more so fighting for the guys. <clears throat> I don't think that gets brought up enough. Guys dating an older girl. I'm not talking 30 years. Right. Five, 10, maybe. It's just a great experience because a lot of the dudes are caught up in these chasing these girls these days. See, I think the girls I think, are a whole different convo. You know, I think the, girls, the girl needs to be like, see, to me, a 19 year old girl, I look at a 19 year old girl, homie, like, like, I, I, I picture, and this is, might be foul for a lot of you people out there. I picture like a girl who can't even grow hair down there. Like I look at a girl that's 19 oh, no. like that because I look at her as a baby. You know what I'm saying? I look at her like as yeah. she's a baby compared to me. And I'm like, to me, that's just some, like, that's nasty. Like, I'm like, dude, there's no way because I have nothing in common whatsoever with this, with this girl. And let me ask you this. I'm going to show this picture again, Wido. What do you take about this, though? So so we know R. Kelly was doing some old weird-ass shit. I mean, he was pissing on girl. Like, I don't know. Like, shit. I pissed on a girl. Shit. In the shower. She wanted it. Shit. But she was older. So right. he was pissing on little kids. So he was obviously a weird motherfucker and, and, and a groomer, like a Deshaun Watson type of thing. But do you, do you think it would have been a bigger deal if he was black, Dane Cook? Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. And, but, and I'm not trying to use I the race at- thing, and I'm not trying to pay to everyone to use the race thing now. That's like the number one thing, right? But but I still think it would have mattered. I think you would have had 
some some I think you would have had some different deal. I think you would have had some 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 more because you haven't even seen this in the news, have you? Like, did anyone even no. bring up fucking Dane Cook? Not at all. Like, the 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 pastor, the old I don't know if you might have seen. He's like sixty something years old, married a. Soon as she turned eighteen, married somebody close in his family. That's in my hometown. That went viral. I never even saw the Dane Cook, and that's just a random pastor out here in Fort Pierce. That's Dane Cook, and what I think, Coach, is. And this is what I've noticed. Most guys that I've, I'm a different kind of guy. I, I've not been impressed with females since I got my heart broke later on earlier in life. So I've turned into a savage and it played well for me. I realized I was wrong. You're not supposed to be a lover boy. They know they're fine. My point is, though, all the guys that I've seen my age are attracted to the fine females, the looks, maybe how they talk, maybe a little bit of them. The girls are going for the end result. What is your house? Do you have a job? Oh, and that's why I think a lot of them get caught in the older guys. They have a house. They're well off. They have money. They're not struggling like me and you, people your same age are. And they go for the shortcut. And so my thing is, dang cooks, those guys, they want to be young so bad that they're in the young environments at all times. So that young girl that saw him, do I blame her so much for falling for the young guy that is everything that all these guys aren't? But I blame the old guy taking advantage of that going down there. I, I blame so, the old guy. I don't believe the girl can period. be blamed. I can't believe the girl can be. I don't believe the girl can be blamed because I believe females by in in nature by by design. Okay, however the, the genetic makeup is, whether you want to say the girls have one chromosome and we have two or whatever you want to use in this biological makeup of a female versus a male, I believe females are more naive than a male by nature. I believe they're for, more forgiving than a male by nature. So I believe they're more manipulative than a man is by nature. I believe men are manipulative creatures who do what they do to get what they want. <clears throat> so by saying, having do. said they're that, how many child traffickers are out here that are these old fucked up dudes trafficking these young girls and the girls voluntarily met them somewhere yep. because they were manipulated on a website or on a dating app or something. So that is where I find to be where, okay, I got the shotgun. I got the dogs. We're in the car. I'm coming after your motherfucking ass because you manipulated my daughter and got her to this point. She don't know better. She's 19. She hasn't paid a light bill yet. She hasn't put a kid through college. She hasn't made a dinner for a motherfucking man yet. So I believe yep. there's a lot of fucking moral issues that come into this. And, of course, when a woman's younger, 25, 26, 30, yeah, okay, eye candy's cool for a man, right? Um, yep. We all look, right? We all look. We're a man, right? We have eyes. Last time I checked, we fucking have eyes. And I believe girls do the same thing. But at the end of the day, it's like, do you act on it? And that is where you define the difference between a weirdo fuck and just a man who looks at a woman walking by but don't act on it. I'm not trying to spit at you at 18 to try to fucking have just have, have sex because that's what the bottom line is that's what motherfuckers older men want unless you're a true sugar daddy and you trying to fucking groom a girl into being this fucking uh i'm gonna pay you this this and this i mean dog women making 50 grand a week on only fans just showing their fucking feet 
Yes. So you know by nature men are weirdo fucks. Now, having said that, girls, though, are very, very thirsty and I think are bigger clout chasers than men. I just had this discussion with a female. I believe girls are more of the clout chasing type. I think men are more weirdos and creeps, but I believe women chase the clout and they they get caught up a lot of times because they got manipulated and they got into some shit they couldn't get out of. They got into a trick bag that they did not want to get into and they just don't know better because they're more of a gentle fucking spirit. So that's just my take on the shit, man. You know, would you agree that the the today's men get manipulated and tricked by the game, the society? They fall into the society. They get tricked by the game, and the girls are tricked by people. The girls are tricked by the young women are tricked by these guys. Because so, there's a few that know what they're doing, coach. There's a few girls that do not get caught up in this shit. No, they are. There are. There is. There is. And there's nowadays, as as the more so called quote unquote progressive uh, generation is hit. Um, the women nowadays are more of the, there's a lot more breadwinning women out there. There's a lot more independent women out there living on their own now. And they are smarter like that, that I agree with. But at the end of the day, I still think my mouthpiece, I still think my gift to gab, if I were to pursue it, I believe I could get anybody. Now that's just me. Being the recruiter that I am, right? Because I used to tell my staff, I'm going to be real, Wido. I used to tell my staff in meetings, I'm going to ask, I, I go around the room, when's the last time you had pussy? Motherfucker look at me and like they're all embarrassed. Like, what do you mean, coach? When's the last time you fucked something? Uh, go to the next motherfucker. If it ain't last night or if it ain't fucking recent, you ain't a go-getter, and you can't get a kid. You cannot recruit a player if you can't recruit a female. I'm just straight up telling you that's real shit. That is real talk, and that is some drop-the-mic shit. If you don't want to believe it, go ahead. But I don't know a recruiter out there who can't get him some pussy. That's true. And I, on my last thing, I will speak. The girls, a lot of them are thirsty. A lot of them, they've always been thirsty. I don't think it's a, a, a nothing new, but... I think that they realize their market is here. The OnlyFans, the the Snapchat private, and I don't blame them. Coach, I've helped five plus of my f- friends that are girls, bad bitches, do it better. They're debating going to strip clubs. They don't want to do real estate no more. Everybody's in real estate. I'm just going to make the quick money. Why let people touch you? Get on OnlyFans. They got OnlyFans. And then they're just showing normal shit. Then I help them, hey, look at these people. Look at these motherfuckers making racks. They help each other. So I don't blame the females. It's harder for a guy. I would never do some shit like that. I've had some of them girls ask me to make content with them, but I just can't do it, baby. I'm sorry. That's off the camera for this. But I don't blame them for the market, coach. If I had a girl, and I would you agree with this, and she's my girl for real, and she wanted to go do OnlyFans, I'm supporting the shit out of her. Let's do it together, baby. I'm not no Andrew Tate taking all the money, but I'll – maybe 20 30 percent but i'm helping you do your thing and i'm not mad at you doing it we're not escorting baby we're not at the club dancing on them but if you want to take pictures because the market of dudes wanting to see it is way bigger than girls wanting to see guys in my opinion so i don't blame them for it but it is what it is but it's hard to fall in love with an only fans girl i'm falling in love as me with the girl with the sweatshirt on on her instagram no bikini pics 
damn, I, I want to see what it's like. Give me something to chase here. So that's the new game, coach. Nah, I I agree. Um, it's a it's a slippery slope, man. I got something. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna share something um, on the show here in a second. Um, that is is an interesting story. There's a girl. You many of you may know now. I don't know. Um, there's a girl named Cubana Lust. You ever heard of her? Never. Never heard of Cubana Lust. So Cubana Lust um, was a stripper that I knew. Um, I actually knew her before she was a stripper. All right, she was a stripper I knew um, in L.A. She was Cuban, big old ass, beautiful. She was beautiful back in the day, like gorgeous. And uh, she basically now has become. Um, she became like Drake's number one. Uh, video vixen. She was on all these different rap uh, videos. She 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 became huge, and she she was huge. Then she she uh, she never did porn though, and uh, she was a huge um, huge in the game, dog. She she became huge in the business, and uh, I'm gonna share this shit, man, because you got to see this shit. Um, you got to see what's happened to her. And uh, it's fucking bad. It's disturbing like a motherfucker. But um, it's interesting because I just happened to get thrown this by a buddy of mine. Cause I, so I used to fuck with her. And this was back in the day. She was probably 23 when I was... Shit, when I was uh, 26. You know, when I was in the heyday of going to the titty bars and doing all that shit. Um, I was, uh, I used to fuck with her. Well, she is so fucking looks so bad dog right now. It's, it's, it's disheartening. And when you see her, you're going to trip and you can go online dog and peep out. You could go online and, and, and peep, um, a lot of shit out. I don't know why my, my shit ain't showing. Um, but I'm going to try to Right before Instagram way. models was a thing. Shine clearly before the OnlyFans era when it was world star eye candy. They won't, they won't show you, but um, I've seen that video though. Now I know you're talking about. You seen that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was fine. It's, it's crazy. Um, watch, I'm going to show you. Was it drugs? Huh? Drugs? Dog, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Of course it is. I mean, it's bad yeah. drugs, of course, but it's, uh, I'm going to show you this picture though that's even, it's worse than than a lot of shit that's out there. This girl named Cubana Lust, her real name's Yolanda Culaire. I've known her forever. That's her now. So look how bad that is. Like, that's what, that's what's happened, dog. And the video, I have, I can't get it on my thing here. It's too late, but that's what she looks now. She basically became, she was one of the most, Googleable girls in the business for a long time. She was on every major rapper you could think of: Drake, Kanye. She was on everybody's fucking uh, game. Gucci, uh, the game, the day, Snoop. The everybody world. used her, and uh, and now, dog, she got on the math. She got on all kind of shit, and uh, she just looks like a huge different person. I don't know what's up with her. She she had a son too, so I don't know what she has anymore. She uh, 
She was fine as hell though, and then uh, and then this now hit, and she's like fucked over. But apparently, the rumor is this video. If you watch that video on TikTok, um, she uh, she basically was a victim of basically kind of like a child trafficker type of deal. She's basically been a victim of uh, of uh, her own demise. Dog, she basically became a victim of this of this profession and she got fucked over bad. And then she got caught up in the business dog. Like again, she's manipulative. Like she's, 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 she was allowed to be manipulated. I think by men in this profession who we're seeing get killed every day. Cause these rappers out here are trying to be something they're not. And the girls want to go along with the ride and guess what happens? They end up getting cracked. So it's crazy yeah. dog. Um, she's from Cali. She's from LA. I guess she got arrested in uh, Florida. Um, recently, um, damn, but she's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's one dog. of them businesses where you got to get in and get out. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very platinum member down there at Tootsie's coach. And I've had nights where I'm in my button up and shit. Don't have any money left. I'm with my college teammates, all Jersey city natives. So I'm the odd man out. And the baddest girl that they all wanted came right up to me. White girl, tiger tattoo down the side. I just want to sit with you. I said, baby, I got no money. It's okay. You just, you just look cool. She sat with me for two hours, no money, just shooting the shit. She told me everything. I'm, I'm thinking, baby, I don't want to, I want to save your life. I feel bad for you because these are top tier strippers out there. And she lets me know, baby, I'm putting myself through school. I'm on my way to get a master's. I live in the villa, drop top bins. I'm good, baby. This is just like, yeah. I'm good. I work that, three days that, a week. That's been their story, dog, since I was a little young cat. That's been their story, dog. I'm only here because I want to go to. I'm going through college, so I've heard she all had the it stories. Out. But that's it's like a lot of that's bullshit too. Like you're not. I'm gonna be honest. Oh. I know a lot of girls that were going through college that didn't go strip and then go do some shit on the side too because a motherfucker threw her some dollars and said, "Oh, come over here to the homie's house and then get choo chewed up." You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, you it's very who. very interesting. Now, I appreciate your take, dog. I'm going to finish this show up. Always, Much love. Always. I'll be here tomorrow. All right, cool. Uh, shout out to Wido coming in. Um, I don't know, man. It's interesting. Um, getting back to the show, though, uh, I thought that was just something I wanted to talk about and show some people. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Maurice Drew Jones, Jones Drew, says that Derek Carr is better than Russell Wilson. Now, dog, I, gotta, I could break this down. I can get into this for a long, long time, okay? I can get into this for a long, long time. Um, by the way, this is the newest meme going around. <laughs> I don't know if you know who Annie Agar is. She's a fan of mine, actually. She she basically said, Deshaun, the NFL, Calvin Ridley. Okay, well, I'm just going to place one bet real quick. <laughs> Fuck you. Um Derek Carr is not even fucking close to... Russell Wilson. I don't even know how you could even say some shit like that. Um, I don't even know how you could say some shit like that. Because the bottom line is Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl. Been to two. Should have won two. Has a much stellar, better career. And... I, I just got to be honest. Like, what in the fuck are you talking about? You don't, you really think that Derek Carr, who's accomplished absolutely nothing, is better than Russell Wilson? How the fuck can you even talk about that? Um, 
I'm telling you right now, Russell Wilson's going to have a fucking breakout season. He's going to rip that shit. No, MJD is not an L.A. guy. Um, he's actually from the Bay Area. He's uh, He went to De La Salle High School, one of the most recognized high schools in America. He, they won 120 games in a row or whatever. He was there during that run. Um, he beat a great Long Beach Poly team that had Mercedes Lewis, a few other people. Um, he uh, Derek Carr has won nothing and done nothing. Coach, Derek Carr has more fourth-quarter comebacks than anybody. Oh, really? So, do you know why? He self-orchestrated those comebacks because he threw fucking three pick sixes in the third quarter to be behind. See, a lot of you guys don't realize the real sport in the game. You don't understand there's a big difference in breaking down a motherfucker that really knows what he's talking about when he played it to a motherfucker that's just out there on Twitter, in Twitterverse. (laughs) Like, come on, dog. Yeah, he's from Concord, De La Salle. Um, great player. You know, went to UCLA. A great friend of mine recruited him to UCLA. A guy named Eric B. Enemy, who you all know now as the Kansas City Chiefs so-called OC, which he's not the OC. He's titled OC. There's a difference between titled OC and OC, so you understand. Um, but it is what it is. Derek Carr is nowhere near Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson actually has the it factor. Can play. He can play from in front. He can play from behind. He had a down year last year. I think it was because the fact that he knew he was leaving and there was a separation there. So that's what I believe. Kobe Brissett says he understands his role while Watson sits out. That is because Kobe Brissett is a professional. I don't know if you saw Chuck Pagano on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. He talked about. Uh, he talked about how much of a professional Kobe Brissett is. Kobe Brissett is, yes, Deshaun Jackson was on that team. Mercedes Lewis. There's a lot of players that Polly had on that team that year was loaded. Um, they should have won the game. They actually lost the game to, to De La Salle. Um, but Brissett saying that he understands his role as a professional is not a shock. It's not a shock. Kobe Brissett is the ultimate professional. Um, I just don't know if he's a difference maker, uh, even though Cleveland's roster is good. I think Cleveland's still going to run the football. I think he's going to play. They're going to play Carolina game one. I think they're going to win that game because I think if Baker starts, Baker is going to try to do so much because that's what he does. That's what he's about. He's going to try to do so much. He is going to be... He's going to overdo it, and he's going to play so fucking shitty, and Cleveland's going to run the football down Carolina's throat game one here in about three weeks, four weeks, and Cleveland's going to win the game. Brissett's not going to be the reason they win. I believe Cleveland's defense is loaded, Cleveland's run game and O-line is loaded, and I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage, and I think they're going to beat the shit out of Carolina simply because of that. But Kobe Brissett will be a great guy. I would not mind having him as a backup um, in the NFL. Um, top five NFL coaches I'm going to break down before I get to my uh, breakdown of my NFL quarterbacks. Um, but I got top five NFL coaches to watch for this season, okay? These aren't new names that you haven't heard of. I mean, we all know the NFL has guys you've heard of. They, tr- they move around. 
Top NFL coaches to watch this year. Number one, Brian DeBall. Dable. However you say his name. I think it's Brian Dable. Brian Dable, I told you, is going to give Daniel Jones the, the much-needed foundation that he needs to be good. And I told you, Daniel Jones is going to have the, the best season of his career by far, but he's going to have a great, great football season this year. Just watch my words, Daniel Jones. I'm, I'm, I'm voting that I'm betting that Daniel Jones rips it this year, but it's going to be because of Brian Dable. Brian Dable is the perfect head coach for the Giants, in my opinion. I think he's going to be the guy that neutralizes all the bullshit, and um. You got to watch for Brian Dable this year. I think he's going to have the Giants as a better football team than you think. Dennis Allen, right? Been with the Saints for a long time. He's a defensive-minded guy. Defensive-minded guys usually bring some grit into the franchise. I think he knows the team. He knows the operations day-to-day. He knows how to touch those guys in a way that's going to get them to run through a wall. I think... Dennis Allen's going to have a good year with the Saints. I think Jameis Winston's going to ball better than normal. I don't think Jameis Winston's the guy. I think he has a lot of skill set, but I don't think he's the guy. But I still I do think um, he's going to do good. We could bet uh, Kodak Cam. We could bet twenty. Ira Gross. We could bet a hundred. Uh, if you guys want to bet, put your money where your mouth is. I'm taking bets. I'll take bets right here. I'll give you a hundred dollars worth of gear or whiskey or vodka. And you pay me $100, Ira. Kodak, I'll give you, we could bet 20 bucks, or I can give you a bottle of whiskey. You pay me 20 bucks. So really you're winning. You're going to get a $40 bottle of whiskey plus shipping. So if you want to bet, email me, coachjb12 at gmail.com. We can set a bet. But we have to put some parameters on the bet. Okay, Kodak and Ira, let's put some parameters on it so the bet is fair. What is going to be the parameters? It's not going to be a Super Bowl, okay? We're not going to fucking bet the Super Bowl. What is going to be a successful season? And that is what we're going to have to come to an agreement on as far as we bet. I say he's going to be one of the comeback players of the year, okay? Um, eight games... See, see, winning games is not a fucking individual thing in the NFL. It takes 11 in the NFL. I mean, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I'm not being a smartass, but Daniel Jones, that, that roster is not fucking that good for him to win eight games by himself. Um, Saquon Barkley is, is ready to be done. He's injuring prone. If Saquon's healthy, their defense plays up to par, and their, their wideouts show up... <laughs> I'll take the bet. I'll take the eight-plus win uh, bet. I'll take that bet. Kodak, what are we betting? Are we going to bet eight games? Is that going to be a? Is that going to be a thing? QB rating could be a thing, but QB rating's probably not a fair bet either because he can have great QB rating and still be shitty because he can throw a screen that goes ninety. Um, you know, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting. Um, Brandon Staley, number three for me. Brandon Staley, I believe the Chargers have bought in based on me at practice. I believe he they've bought into what he's selling. I think Brandon Staley's going to be a guy to watch. 
uh, for the Chargers. And I think Doug Peterson's going to be a guy to watch. Doug Peterson's been there before. He knows what he's doing. He's won before. He has the heartbeat of the team. I think you're going to see a completely different team than you saw under Urban Meyer. I think that Doug Peterson will have a great year as a coach. And I believe Matt LaFleur is a guy to watch for the simple reason of he's he wants to get he wants to get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl, get over the hump and he has something to prove. He has something to prove and uh I think you have to watch for Matt LaFleur this year and Aaron Rodgers team that's not as loaded offensively, doesn't have the perimeter weapons, but I think He's somebody to watch for. That's just my opinion. Um, that's my five coaches to watch for this year. Make sure you stay tuned, and we'll stay. We'll we'll, we'll look it up. We'll make sure we look and and, and stay in t- touch with that deal. Um, Lucy, where's this girl at? I still haven't seen her or heard from her. Lucy, Lucy, you're bullshitting me. Um, Favre blows and will lose another championship if they get there. What does Favre have to do with anything? <laughs> Holy shit. Um, all right, I'm going to get into my today's foursome, NFL quarterback. Uh, I'm going to break down some things. I'm going to get into the to, to four quarterbacks this today. I'm going to start with Kirk Cousins. I'm going to start with Kirk Cousins. Um Kirk Cousins, just I want you to look at the stats, okay? Kirk Cousins threw for 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions is a very, very positive plus-minus takeaway stat, okay? Lamar Jackson threw for 2,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Okay, we're in the NFL. We're not in high school. We're not in college. Those are fucking shitty junior college numbers, to be honest. 2,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, 13 picks is what Lamar Jackson did last year. Kirk Cousins, 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Now, Kirk did have 12 fumbles. So, Kirk is underrated in my opinion, but he receives major hate. Even though his GM, even his own GM throws him under the bus, okay? So, this year will be a huge determining year for Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. I think he has great perimeter weapons. He has a great running game. He has a good old line. And if the defense can show up and be better than they were last year with a new head coach, I believe they give Green Bay a run for their money in that division. That's my opinion on this on that this year. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a good year. Lamar Jackson, he threw for 2,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, 13 picks. He's, he's got high school numbers at best, okay? He's got high school numbers at best. Um, but you guys all fight me on this show when I tell the truth about him. He cannot throw the football efficiently enough to win major games. He misses guys wide open. He runs around and hopes for the best while tiring himself out beyond belief. I'm going to show you some more film on him. Um, as the days come, especially with Zach on the show uh, every week. Matt Ryan, 4,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He may be in decline skill set-wise, but I believe Matt Ryan 
uh, is going to have a resurgence because he's with the good football team who may catapult him into an AFC title game this year. Um, he's a winner. I believe he's been there, done that. He's won, He's been to a Super Bowl, should have won one, but he's been to one. He's poised, he's a great passer, and he's accurate. Plus, he's a leader that this Colt team needs. So, watch. mark my words. Matt Ryan's going to have a good year. He's going to get Colts to where they could not get themselves. I believe the Colts are going to play the Denver Broncos in the AFC title game. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to be the fourth quarterback I talk about today. Um, he threw for 3,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He had 800 yards rushing, though, and 10 touchdowns. So he was responsible for 27 touchdowns. But their team's not very good, okay? He did get in the playoffs. Let me, let me break down. Again, another guy who passing the ball is just not very efficient enough to win big games. He depends on his legs. In the NFL, when you depend on your legs as the quarterback, you you miss wide-open guys. And this year is going to be a telltale year if Jalen Hurts can sustain himself in the NFL. Let me break this down to you. He will never he will never excel in the NFL. Jalen Hurts will never excel in the NFL. But sustaining in the NFL is possible in today's game with the rules and the protection of the quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts is an average at best quarterback in the NFL. I don't believe he's a starter for very long. I, I don't think he's going to be the guy that everyone's looking at. I don't think he's the next Lamar Jackson or nothing. He's not that athletic. He's not as athletic as those guys. He is athletic. He can run. He ran for 800 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's pretty fucking great feat in the NFL. But having said that, I don't. this year is going to be the year to say, okay, Jalen Hurts can either play in the NFL and sustain a career, or he's not going to be long for the game because he's just not that guy. He's just not that guy. Um, that's just my opinion on him. I don't believe he's that guy. I don't think he's going to be the guy. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't believe you can you can continue to run around and fucking play NFL football and expect to win games. It's just not what the NFL is, man. I don't care if it's become more athletic and all that shit that you guys all think these NFL quarterbacks have become. It does not matter. They're still not the guy. So we're going to see, man. We're going to see. Um, I'm going to take some questions, man, in the chat. I thought I was going to do that today because the show, um, basically, um, I got some guests coming on this week, but today's show uh, man, I might get Malik on here. I don't know. Like, people think we got beef or something. I talked to Malik. I mean, shit, he's playing for one of my former coaches right now in the Arena League. Um, I might bring Malik on here. You, got, you guys act like it's a major beef or something. I don't I don't understand what you guys think this is. <laughs> Shit's fucking hilarious. But uh, my process to find coaches when I was at Indy were either word of mouth through buddies of mine I went after a lot of GAs, grad assistants from four-year schools, um, as I would try to get those guys as position coaches to try to come for at least a year and then go back D1. 
Um, and the other reason, the way I found a lot of young go-getting coaches or, or hungry coaches or the guys that were going to live in the dorm for free and work as grad assistants, I did straight Zoom calls. We did face-to-face Zoom call meetings, and I had a criteria. I had a lot of questions that I asked, and if they didn't meet those questions, as far as even the first question of the day, if they didn't meet that first question, I told them, hey, thanks, but no thanks. So my first question to these coaches, and I'll break it down for you right now, the first question I would ask a coach on a Zoom meeting, do you want to be a head coach? If they said no, I did not go on any further with them. So I did not go on and continue the conversation. So that's just what it is. That's that's how I looked at it. That's how I broke up, guys. Yeah, I talked to Jay Rude not too long ago, man. Um, I told him what's. I just hit him up one day. Um, I love Jay Rude, man. I know Jay Rude's auntie who works at Cas Tech in Detroit. Uh, I know his coaches. I know his family, his his daddy, his brothers, uh, or his dad's brothers. Um, you know, Jay Rude's a great dude. I did a lot for Jay Rude. Get him off probation. I got him off parole. I wrote him a lot of letters. Uh, that's a lot of other stories you don't know about. Um, but so if you got past question one, coach, why do you not, why do you not continue the conversation if they said they don't want to be a head coach? Because you have no admiration. You have no drive. You don't want to, if you don't want to have my job, not that that doesn't mean backstab me to get the job. That means if you don't want my job, then, and if you don't want to become a head coach, then why are you coaching for me? Because you're going to be going through the motions and understand something. You're going to go through the motions and say, and, and just be like, you know what, coach? I'm not really, you know, you can cuss me out all you want. I can just leave real easy. I can go somewhere else. Because you don't have no real long in the game for it. And that's why that question is so huge to me. And then another huge question is, can, when can you be here? Because if it is a, a long, drawn-out question, I, I, end the, I end the interview as well. You should have had this prepped already. You should have already known this. And your answer should be, I'm going to pull my hamstring getting there, coach. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the fucking answer I want. It's not, let me talk to my mom, my girl, let me figure out what I got to do. No. Would you tell Nick Saban that? No. You would say, I'd blow, I'd blow out my hamstring getting there. Um, I did not hear Trump's take on Brittany Griner. Why, though? What did he say? I'm curious to know what he said. Um. I, Joe Alonzo, I talked about the Dolphins thing earlier. I don't think the owner really cares. I don't think it's really anything crucial. I don't think it's really critical. Um, Kyler Murray can't succeed because, in my opinion, he doesn't have a lot of the factors that it takes to become a great NFL quarterback. Number one, he's a midget. It's very, very hard for a midget in the NFL to see over six, eight O linemen and D linemen and make critical throws on time in the pocket. And if you have to leave the pocket, like he has to leave the pocket, then 
you're not going to have a lot of success, okay? You're just not going to have a lot of success in the NFL. And he wants to escape the pocket because he doesn't have the pocket presence. He doesn't have the pocket presence to step up and climb, what we call climb the pocket, and make throws to receivers that need to be thrown to. Instead, he wants to escape the pocket because he doesn't trust his decision-making or his skill set as far as throwing the ball accurately on time. That is why Kyler Murray uh, will not succeed in the NFL. And then all this shit that came out about him and all this, you know, it is what it is. We don't really know the truth about the matter. I'm curious to see what it happened. What happens. He got COVID all of a sudden. Um, did he get COVID because he was hosting a fucking video game party? I don't know. That's a dr- That's another thing going around. Um, but it's ironic that he gets it after he signs his contract, right? So I, I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I don't know if it could be worked on because you either have it or you don't. And, and I told you yesterday, NFL quarterback play is at an all-time low. That's what it is. NFL quarterback play is at an all-time low, in my opinion. And it's at an all-time low because of the fundamental progressions that are being taught in the college and high school levels that are not setting them up um, to play in the NFL. That's my opinion. That's my, that's my gut opinion. That's what I truly believe in. And uh, I think that, I think that we're just continuing to set our kids up for failure. Yes, we are more athletic nowadays. Yes, the skill sets are better than ever. Yes, they're freaks of nature. No, they're not great quarterbacks, okay? They're just not good. Um, yes, Burrow's top three to me. Burrow's in the top three to me. Um, so that's just my opinion. Um, Coach Jay Arnold said, what's my thoughts on high school coaches not meeting for game prep? Let me... Kind of go back. Let's take a step back, Coach Arnold. What do you mean not meeting for game prep? What do you mean high school coaches not meeting for game prep? I don't understand what that question is. You're telling me they're not meeting during the week? I, I don't understand. That's an inner city thing all day long. California, uh, Florida, a lot of inner cities, school districts, kids, coaches that are working on stipends, that work other jobs. Remember, there's nothing worse in the profession than a part-time part-timer, okay? Part-time part-time coaches are the worst possible humans to be around kids. So we worked for free at Long Beach Cabrillo for four years I was there. And we were working 10, 12-hour days on Sundays and Saturdays. Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays, we broke down the film of our game. We watched it. We started to implement the game film for the next week. Sunday, we made the scouting report. We were there all day. We put together cut-ups for the players for the week. Ask TJ. TJ's in this chat. He'll tell you. TJ would be in the office with the coaches more more than, than not. Be watching the film. He actually learned how to break down film. TJ learned how to be a coach as a fucking senior in high school, um, watching me uh, coordinate a staff and how we broke down everything. So um, we were there 10, 12 hours, Saturday and Sunday, both days. So 
So we're putting in full-on days. And if you don't do that, and if you don't prep as a coach to prepare the kids for success, then you're failing them, and you should not be coaching, period. You're not coaching. You should not be a coach. You should not be a fucking coach if you're not prepping those kids for success every single day. I don't understand how kids can do it. I don't, I don't understand how these coaches nowadays cannot show up during a work week, Jay Arnold, and during weekends. That, that shit blows my mind to me. TJ, I'll tell you, that is what it is. That is the job we accepted, though. See, that's not the job we were forced to do. We didn't want to fucking, we weren't forced to coach. We accepted it. I told coaches, if you're on this staff, understand something. You're going to be grinded. And it's for the kids. It's for your own development. And it's for you to move on to the next level. That's why I have more coaches coaching D1 than anywhere else. I got more former players coaching D1 than anyone else. I got a kid that's coaching as a GA at BYU right now. His name is DJ Williams. He's coaching at fucking BYU. Allen just said one of our former D tackles, DT, just got a job as a grad assistant at, at Perryman in, in, uh, in, in Texas. UT Permian, I mean, UT Permian Basin. He just got a job there. Because they're fucking, those guys actually listened and took it in and actually performed um, the task at hand, and they wanted to be a coach. And that's what it is. So, you know, I don't know. It's the process all day. That's why you always saw me. You never seen me go high, too high, and you never saw me too low. Whether I won or lost, my face was exactly the exact same. Because if we won the game, we expected to win. That's what is expected. That's why you don't ever see me over Oh, I'm hyped up. No, you're expected to win the game. And there's certain games you want to win more than others. And there's certain games that you weren't expected to win that you win. That's more gratifying, of course. But at the same time, if you're not prepping tomorrow, today, you are failing your fucking staff, your team, and your organization. Period. Or your high school. Whatever it may be. So, it is what it is, man. Um... Wido said, if, you're, if sports betting is banned, what percentage of people stop watching sports? Um, oh, I guarantee you, that's a great question, Wido. I believe if, the, if sports betting is banned, California actually has a, uh, a, a, a proposition out there right now that because um, a lot of the Indian casino people out here are betting, so they don't want that shit because if, the, if, if they legalize gambling like DraftKings and FanDuel, then we're going to have a major issue with the casinos out here. And then the Indians are going to lose the revenue and lose all their land and lose all their money. So they're fighting that proposition. I think it's Proposition 27 here in California. Um, the Indians want you to vote no on that. Um, the betters want to vote yes, right? Um, Conley, I appreciate you becoming a member. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a new member like uh, Conley did. Make sure you hit the like button, pound the like button for me. Uh, we're here on this fine, fine uh, Talk That Talk Tuesday here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Brought to you by Canada Dips. Make sure you go get you some Canada Dips, man. I'm going to try out the American Spice flavor today. Use my promo code, Coach JB, right behind me on the TV. Look, another motherfucking rhymer. Um, 
Ooh, American Spice it's got that spice to the motherfucker. I tell you that. I might put one of each in my motherfucking mouth. Shit. Um, Wido asked a very interesting question. Um, is the chat working? I think it is. Why? Why you ask that, Chris? Um, Wido asked a very interesting question. If sports betting is banned or deleted or they get rid of it, you're going to be... You're going to listen. I'm going to tell you right now. I do cameo videos. If you haven't seen some of my cameo videos, you should check them out. I do cameo videos um, all the time, right? And on cameo, half of my videos, especially during football season, are. Are um, I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I see the chat on my shit. Does everyone else see the chat? I see the chat. I don't know if you guys see the chat. Um, my cameos are 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 by are by fucking fantasy football league people. So why those questions very interesting. I guarantee you, I guarantee fucking you that the NFL is going to lose a shitload of fans. And I believe the NBA will lose a shitload of fans if, if betting is shut down. I'm going to be honest. If betting is shut down, dog, whoo, if betting shut down, I bet you see a lot of fucking fair weather fans that just want to see their players they're betting on so they can win their money. I bet you you see the NFL fan go like this. It'll descend like a motherfucker. That's my personal opinion. Um, Conley's a new member. Appreciate him. Debo, become a member. I appreciate you. Uh, Alberto Escadito, make sure you become a member. I probably butchered your fucking name. I don't know if I did or not. Um, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, it's probably your phone, Chris Reeves. Um, I don't know. The chat seems to be working fine. Everybody that's in there, 111 people in here right now. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, man, the cameos though that I get right now during the season, it's a lot of. Fantasy football leaguers. They want me to do their draft. They want me to fucking read out their draft. They want me to talk shit to them about, you know. And then the other half is like, I get a lot of uh, birthdays and I get a lot of weddings. So they want me to motherfuck them or whatever. So if you ever want a funny cameo or a real cameo or a motivational cameo, make sure it's on the chat. It's in my Twitter bio, Instagram bio. Book me on cameo, man. I'll I'll get you a... I'll get you a funny fucking uh, cameo video. Um, that's just what I do, you know. That's what I do. Um, it's right there. It's right there in the chat. You can you can book me on cameo. Um, no, nah, that was Charlie, man. Charlie Wilson actually did that video for me. Um, I wish I could play it if you have never seen it. Like him, Michael Rapport, you know, Theo Vaughn. They all did some videos for me. Um on their own, just on GP. I sent Michael Rapport 
a bunch of gear because he wanted to do a Halloween thing. And he did that Halloween video that became viral. Um, there's, it gets millions of views every Halloween. I retweet it once every Halloween. People love that video. Um, Michael Rapport acting as me talking about motherfuck this motherfuck that. Um, so it's kind of funny. Um, Joe Accord, why are you saying test, test? Is there something wrong with the chat, or is it just me, or why is everyone asking about that shit? Um, the worst NFL coaches right now, um, I don't believe Josh McDaniels is a head coach. I don't believe Josh McDaniels is a head football coach. That's just my opinion. I have yet to see a coach leave Bilicek. And become a great head coach. And if there is one, show me. Because I've broke down every single assistant coach that left. Belichick. And people say Vrabel. Well, first of all, Vrabel's not a coach. Vrabel was a player. And secondly, what has Vrabel won? (laughs) See, people don't understand that shit. There is a fine line how you define success in the NFL. And it is one way. Winning Super Bowls. There is no other definition of success in the NFL. There is no other definition of of, in college football. You win or you're fired. That's what it is. So I don't believe Josh McDaniels is a head coach. I I would put him on the bottom of the list. Not the the worst on the list by, by far. I'd put him towards the bottom of the list. I also put the new guy McDaniel for the Dolphins at the bottom of the list. I don't. I don't understand how he's even was hired. Have you seen his interviews lately? He's still doing the shit. Like what player can look at him when they get home on ESPN and see his interviews and be like, fuck, I can't wait to run through a wall for this motherfucker. Dog, there's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no way that I can see this cat talk. And want to run through a wall for you. And there's no way that this guy is a fucking uh, chameleon. And just switches from politically correct guy. To straight up fucking gangster in the locker room that nobody sees. I I don't see that shit. I don't see this guy becoming a fucking ride or die fucking dude. Who's just banging on the players in the locker room. There's no fucking way that's that guy. Jekyll and Hyde. Is he a Jekyll and Hyde guy? Fuck no. Um, So those two. The Minnesota Vikings hired a guy that's never been a, a head coach. He's he's never even called an offense. People say, oh, he was an OC with the Rams. No, he wasn't. He was not. He was the titled OC for the Rams. So please understand that. Um, it's just, it's, it's fucking, it's ignorant for you to keep thinking that, okay? Um. Exactly, Josh. I'd run into a wall for that motherfucker for the Dolphins. I, I just can't see him being an NFL head coach, dog. It's unbelievable. Um, so those three coaches stick out to me right there. Um, I'm not a huge Frank Reich guy, man. I like Frank Reich. I, I think he's a nutty guy. He's all, he's similar to a Vrabel. He's a nutty, gutty guy. Um, I'm not a Dan Campbell guy, Wido. I'm not a Dan Campbell guy because in the NFL, all the hoorah and all that shit, crying in the locker room from a guy that's supposed to be an asshole, it doesn't resonate well. 
some players will play hard for him. The rest of the team won't. That that shit really, um, that shit really kind of uh, dies out quick in the NFL by people that make millions of dollars. Those guys are hard seeds to crack. Those guys, you have to be different to get them to run through a wall for you in the NFL when they make more money than you. You have to be different. You have to be think outside the box thinkers. And uh, so I don't know. Um, Mike McCarthy, you guys all talk shit about him. That's the crazy part about it. He has a Super Bowl, man. I mean, Mike McCarthy is a one percenter. He is. He has a Super Bowl. So you can talk all the shit you want, but he has a Super Bowl. And Mike McCarthy, just knowing who he is and been around him in clinics and shit, knows what the fuck he's talking about when it comes to offense. He's a very good offensive coach, okay? Now, he may not be a great head coach, but he did win a Super Bowl. So he has more on his resume than 99% of the coaches in the NFL. That's what you guys got to realize, man. You guys are acting like there's Super Bowl winning coaches hanging from trees out here. They're not. Andy Reid is from Redlands, California. He's from here. Um, he he's a Andy Reid's a good coach, man. Him and Bruce Arians, I put them in the same boat. I think they're both very good. They've been to multiple Super Bowls. They've won one. Um, he's better than ninety nine percent of the coaches in the NFL. When he leaves Kansas City, I don't know what's going to be. I don't know what's expected, dog. I don't know who they're going to get. It's going to be tough. Um, I don't know who they're going to find. But we'll see. Um, Dick Vermeil coached me, so I, I'm, a, I'm a Dick Vermeil guy. I love Dick. He's a great human being, number one, but he is an asshole, too, now. Don't get it twisted. Dick Vermeil will cuss your motherfucking ass out. He wasn't a crier like you think he was, okay, just so you know. Um, he, he was much more of a result guy who the players loved to death, and he cried for that reason. Dan Campbell's cries are a little more disgenuine in my opinion and I don't believe Dan Campbell is a guy that's got a re- got a reputation that allows him to cry does that make sense well Barry Switzer is, 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 a, is a different ball game okay Barry Switzer let me just break this down for Barry Switzer Barry Switzer did a good job in college he got the job because he knew Jerry Jones he got the job when, when 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 Jimmy Johnson said, fuck you, I don't want, you're not the GM, let me do it. We just won two Super Bowls. Um, nah, the dogs are right here. That's some outside dogs. Um, I think me and TJ could have took that Dallas Cowboy job and won a Super Bowl. I'm just telling you. That's what, that's what, that's the real shit. Um, so Barry Switzer just inherited a fucking one of the most loaded teams ever and won a Super Bowl. So I'm not saying Barry Switzer is a is a guy that's a one percenter. He inherited something that's very, very good. Um, there's differences, man. There's differences. You guys got to understand it. And only you only know if you know. 
So all you guys, you're going to take all my the shit I say and you're going to fucking hold me to it and shit. No. It's not. You, you can't hold me to every single thing. There's differences. There's fucking context to it. Barry Switzer, look how long he coached in the NFL. Not very fucking long, right? What's the NFL stand for? Not fucking very long. Not for long. So there's a difference in shit. Tombstone Jones. I was never drunk on Pat McAfee's show, but thanks. <laughs> um, that's just who I am, FYI. Um, oh, yeah, you guys got some guys. Yeah, Switzer simply took a great team and won a Super Bowl, dog. He's not like he was fucking... He designed the whole fucking offense, put in the culture and shit. So, Jerry Glanville is going to be on this show, by the way. Jerry Glanville is a great human. He's a good. He's a fan of myself, of me, and I'm a fan of him. I've, I've loved Jerry Glanville since I was a little kid. Jerry Glanville is a fucking legend, in my opinion. Um, Wido, you remember that, huh? That was the first quote I dropped on McAfee's show. Don't be a side chick catching main chick feelings. That's a lot of motherfuckers on Twitter. I'm gonna be honest. That is the the I'm gonna I'm gonna quote that out today, man, because I, I I missed that quote I used to use. Doug, don't be a fucking side chick catching main chick feelings on Twitter, because that's the truth. You're on Twitter expecting to live in the life of myself. Like, no, you're not. Is that what I said, Wido? Shit, I don't remember half the shit I said, dog. Is that what I said? <laughs> oh, man. Can I fuck up your show? Um, yeah, I remember Elvis Don't Like Football, that show, um, or that book. I thought, I, I thought, I like Glanville, man. I, Glanville was a writer, dog. Glanville was a gangster, man. I'll be honest with you. Um, legendary dude. I like Jerry Glanville. Um, abundance that's the word of the day Barry Switzer had an abundance of fucking talent and he could not fuck it up to be honest he just couldn't fuck that up so um I did not know that Patrick suffered an ACL today for the for the Broncos. That absolutely kills me right now because I've already predicted that Russell Wilson's going to have a hell of a season and now his best one of his best wideouts arguably just blew his ACL out. I did not know that. Um Again, if we're talking about owners in the NFL, who has won Super Bowls? You got to break that down. <laughs> so you have to put Jerry Jones in the mix, right? Jerry Jones has won Super Bowls. So, I mean, he's created a team, an entity, that is now one of the most expensive franchises in world sports. He has got the premier, one of the most expensive franchises, one of the most expensive stadiums, 
one of the most expensive rosters. He doesn't care about luxury tax. Jerry Jones is has to be in the conversation as one of the top five best owners. Period. I don't believe he's a great GM. I believe he gets in the way, but he's done it his way and he's won. So he's going to go out like that, in my opinion, which I respect that part of it. Craft, right? We have to put Craft in there because he's let Belichick do it his way, and it has won Super Bowls at an abundance of sort of uh, in an abundance, right? Um, he has an abundance of Super Bowls, so Craft I would have to put at one right now. Jerry Jones I'd have to put at two right now. The owner of Seattle Seahawks I would put up there because he's allowed Pete Carroll to do his thing. Gone to two Super Bowls, won one, had a great roster, had one of the great defenses in modern-day history. Um, I'd put him in there. The Rooney family has to be in the mix because of the Steelers' success for so many years. So I would have to put the Rooney family in there. Um, I would also... Kansas City Chiefs ownership has been great. I believe um, he is a great owner. He's been there. The family's been there as well um, in Kansas City. He's done a hell of a job letting Andy Reid build that roster and done a great job there. Um, So those would be my top five. You know, yeah, Paul Allen died. Yeah, Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's like that would be the top five that come off the top of my head without looking into it too deep. Um, that's who I would say. Um, John Brower, I appreciate you. Shout out to you uh, for dropping ten dollars on me. Um, I like Jim Mercer as well. Pat loves him. I think he's a great winner uh, owner. Um, but what is he? You know, he's won a Super Bowl as well. So you know him and. Allen family could be in the mix for that fifth spot because they've both won a Super Bowl, been to several or multiple. Um, John Brewer said if if Troy Aikman played today, would he have a passer rating over 105? Um, I believe he would because he understands the position just like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Joe Burrow. He, he, he understands a position that it, it requires you to climb the pocket throw the football to open receivers. That is what Troy Aikman did better than anybody. Coach Troy Aikman don't have all these stats. No shit. Because he didn't need to have all those stats. But if you put Lamar Jackson in Dallas right now, they load the fucking box. Michael Irvin and fucking um, Harper don't get the ball. They stop Emmitt Smith. And Jay Novacek's a non-factor, and they win zero Super Bowls. So fucking please stop talking about Lamar Jackson. If he was a Dallas Cowboy, they'd win multiple Super Bowls. You're talking about a guy that has yet to win one Super Bowl over a guy that's won three. You can't be that ignorant. Okay? Troy Aikman was very, very, very fucking good. I told you, he's already he's my top five all day long. Troy Aikman's in my top five because I know the position. I know the quarterback play. I know what it's required to play it in the NFL, and I know what it gets results. Troy Aikman got results. Troy Aikman was the most accurate motherfucking passer you've ever seen. Well, Coach, he don't shut up. People all want to talk about all these fucking great quarterbacks. People put Drew Brees 
in the top five of all time? How can Drew Brees be in the top five of all time when he wasn't even in the top five of his era? Please let me break that down to you. Drew Brees wasn't even in the top five in his own era. So was he better than Peyton Manning? No. Was he better than Tom Brady? No. Was he better than Eli Manning? No. Was he better than Philip Rivers? <laughs> now, Drew Brees got a Super Bowl, so you can argue based on my stats and my data that you can put him above Philip Rivers. I also say that he had much better teams than Philip Rivers had. How about Drew Brees in San Diego? How good was he then? Shitty. Shitty. Doug Flutie started over him. Doug fucking Flutie started over Drew Brees. So for Stephen A. Smith and all these fucks to put Drew Brees in the top five is absolutely asinine and ignorant. Um, so that's just what I fucking believe, okay? Um, oh, now Drew can't edge Eli Manning, dog. Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings. How can Drew edge him? Drew Brees is not close to Steve Young. Not even in the same fucking world as Steve Young. Man, that Cowboys team was so good, dude. Um, the Cowboys team versus the Legion of Boom. I'm taking Cowboys because the Cowboys had the most dominant offensive line of all time. Seahawks defensive line was not that dominant. They had a great secondary and linebacker play and a great offense with Dan, with Russell Wilson. I don't believe they the Cowboys would have, I think, dominated them, just to be honest. I think the Cowboys would have dominated um, the front of that Seattle team. Breeze is not superior to Eli in any way, facet, or form. Eli's 6'5", 250, a cannon of an arm. He was the most pocket presence quarterback in our era. He won two Super Bowls with one team that you can argue had nowhere near the skill set around him that Drew Brees had in any one given time. Look at the receivers Drew Brees had. Compare them to Eli Manning. Please. Please do that. Yeah, how about Eric Williams and fucking... Um, the, the Cowboys offensive line was fucking unbelievable. Um, Eli gets so much hate, dog. It's unbelievable. Eli's done more. Eli's done more with less than any quarterback in modern football history. Ira Gross says the Giants defense won the Super Bowl. Really, from what I recall is Eli made a third down completion to one of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history to beat the fucking New England Patriots. From what I recall is that the Giants gave up a late score to New England and the Giants had to go down and win the game. <laughs> so how the fuck did the defense win the game, motherfucker? 
See, that's what you guys don't get. All you fuckers talk out of your ass. Their defense won the game. Really? Their defense won the Super Bowl that gave up fucking last minute scores. <laughs> Some of you motherfuckers just talk, dog. It's unbelievable. It is unfucking believable, especially you non members in here. You motherfuckers just talk. David Tyree makes a catch like this. <laughs> like this. Looks like a fucking Down syndrome kid uh, with a lunch pail. Catches a fucking ball like this late in the game, and their defense won the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> Let me break down football for you, Ira Goss. You know why the defense allowed 14 points? I want you to go back to the stats and look up time of fucking possession and see how the Giants dominated the time of possession on offense with Eli Manning getting first downs, moving the sticks, converting third down conversions with his arm and keeping New England's offense off the fucking football field. That is why the Giants allowed 14 points because New England had less possessions but you know football, homie. See, that's the thing about it. See, I can sit here and break down real football to everybody in the room, but then when you don't understand it at my level, I don't want to waste my fucking breath. Even though my breath tastes so good right now and smells so good because of this can of dips that's in my mouth, make sure you go and get you some can of dips today. Use the promo code COACHJB. Get you 20% off. Of course, Paco. We all have our, our, our thoughts, okay? I, I, we all have our own beliefs. Paco said he doesn't know football or quarterback play, but he thought Drew was better than Eli. Well, all, we all thought, we all think something. I think I'm the best cook in the world, but I bet you, you guys would all say that Gordon Ramsay's better than me. <laughs> we all think that. I think my dick's bigger than everybody in the room. I doubt that's the case. <laughs> Might be, though. Some of you guys have fucking small dick syndrome. Anyway, man, it's been a great show. I appreciate everybody coming in. I got to give me some... Hey, Jeremiah, I got a contrary to your belief. The first way that I cook your salmon has to be smoked. Just for the, just for the experience I have. You don't waste big-time food on small-time methods. So I got to break. I gotta explain that to you. So if you get a big-time filet mignon or a big-time cowboy or a tomahawk, you don't cook it in a pan. You get the most out of that bitch. So I'm going to try to smoke the first salmon filet first this year. I mean this week. You sent me so damn much, bro. Um, I'll have many ways to do it. So I'm going to smoke the first one and see how fucking great that comes out. And then I'm going to I'm gonna sear one. I'm going to bake one. I'm going to broil one. I'm going to grill one in some foil on a, on a, on a cedar plank with some honey and water. Um, if you've never done that, you should, Jeremiah. Take you a cedar plank, dip it in water, just let it dampen out. Cover that plank with honey, a little dab of olive oil, 
slap the salmon on it, season your salmon, put a little bit of olive oil on the salmon with honey, season that bitch up. I do it, I would do it Cajun style, Creole flavor, Lowry's Creole, some other things, and then put that bitch on a grill on the plank. Put it on the grill on the plank, skin on, keep the skin on. That's some of the best salmon you'll ever eat right there. And that's cheap salmon. Um, yeah, cedar plank uh, salmon is great shit, man. You got to get the right cedar plank, though. Um, and you got to add the right shit to it. Um, Ash, you guys stop playing. If you could see these guys. Slap your mama. Got to slap your mama. Um What are you guys doing? Look at these slap dicks. What are you guys doing? Bailey. What are you guys doing, Ash? These slap dicks. Um, anyway. Make sure you head on over to Canada Dips. Bailey will get you some right here. Can of dips and use the promo code J- Coach JB. Hey man, I appreciate everybody, man. I'm gonna get out of here, let these guys out. We've been two hours, 20 minutes on here without them having a break. So I'm gonna get out of here today. And I'll see you tomorrow for Work Boot Wednesday. Wilding with Wide O's show tomorrow. He'll be on. Have a debate session. And uh, I appreciate everybody coming in. Make sure you pound the like button. And if you're not a member, become one, man. And head on over to CoachJBStore.com. The puppy Schultz will will go for shit. It depends, brother. But they're not going to be less than 10 racks. I'll just tell you that. These are going to be Tri-Merle, full ABKC, bloodline, big-time bloodlines, dog. These are, these are very expensive dogs. Um, 10 grand will be probably the minimum of one of the pups from Bailey and Bonham. So... Ira, become a member. Monty, become a member. JW, balls in your jaws. Become a member. Appreciate all you guys, man. Much love. I'll see you tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific. Peace. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my mode, ready to transform you in the I hate a storm. Hell, Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we've been defying. Vice. What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all 